PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. Welcome to Cinema Crespo Diesel. Mm. Mm. Oh, hey, how's it going? Uh, nice to see you there. Welcome to episode 361 of Cinema Crespo Diesel. You stumbled into you can, this episode. You can see people through their ear holes? I'm seeing them through their ear holes. I'm seeing your brain stuffs. And you got a lot going on in here, guys. Got to clear some of these cobwebs. We're going to some of these files. Uh, while I'm in here, let me fill your brain with my words, 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 words about movies, 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 movies. What's your Zach Howard? How you doing? What up, dude? Uh, so we're we're in people's brains right now. We're looking around. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you think of his brain right here? Look at this. What do you think of his brain? It needs a good workout. It needs a workout, right? It needs it needs to hit the gym. There's a lack of wrinkles. It's looking a little sloppy. It, it's a it's one of the places, one of the few places where a lack of wrinkles is a bad thing. Yes. You want it to be more craggly. Mm-hmm. His brain is all smooth on the inside. It's not good. Wait a second. Are we inside a lobotomy patient? I mean, maybe. Is this, uh, is this our core demographic of Cinema Crespedizo? More than likely. Uh, lobotomized, brain smoothed out, people. frontal yes. lobes. God, yes. true. The brain, the brain dead. No wonder. No wonder we have decent numbers, but no one buys a t-shirt. Yeah. They don't know. They're not allowed to use a Another case. No. No. They have some nurse pressing play every week for them. And they just sit there. And, and the nurse isn't listening because they got them on earbuds and headphones. Yeah, she doesn't care. Apparently, we're one of the few shows that keep them calm. <laughs> I was kind of from hoping... Their, from we, their animalistic freakouts. I was kind of hoping we were, like, the number one podcast for people in hospice. We are the number one... <laughs> not hospice, but we are the number one podcast for people in like hostels. People only like listening to us when they're dying. Yes. Di- dying dead or... Uh, Extremely poor. Makes sense. I mean, it's like, no. like what is he going to do? No. Sit around and listen to a, a couple of schmoes talk about films and other whatnots. Pop culture, movies, uh, books, uh, TV shows. We got uh, we got video games. There's uh, Did you do your Spotify wrapped for the year, Drew Chicago, and your mm-hmm. 2019 wrapped? Mm-hmm. What was your uh, top genres listened to? Oh, I was, I mean, rock, pop, rap. Electronic pop rap too. Well, the reason why pop is because why is it pop? They've lumped like popular rap music. Sure, call it pop rap. That's what Spotify calls it. Okay, as opposed to underground. Well, no, or or like classic or like nineties hip hop or whatever. Fair, that's fair. So that's fair. They they call it pop rap. Uh, I think rock turned out to be my number one too. It's like, do I really listen to that much rock these days? I don't feel like I do. But I've got playlist rock. I Maybe it's for my trivia stuff. Well, that and I have, I mean, there are some days where it's like, I'll just listen to rock all day. Well, you listen to rock. What you rocking? I mean, it depends on the playlist. I've got a metal playlist. I've got a. What's what you rocking in the metal playlist? I've got a 90s uh, alternative playlist. Do you have any metal music in your metal playlist that was recorded and released after 2012? Probably not. Probably Maybe. Not. Maybe. Eh. Maybe. I mean, I've got some newer Every Time I Die, Black Dahlia Murder. Every Time I Die still killing it. That Mastodon. There's some old horse, the band on there. Spotify does not have the Mastodon um, 
uh, instrumental Crack fall, the Sky. Fall of Troy. And that makes me mad. Iron Maiden. It's not New Fall of Troy. Oh, so that's what's on the, that's what's on the metal one. August Burns Red. Sure, sure. Yes, yes, yes. Evergreen Terrace. August Burns Red keeps putting out stuff, but uh, not of it's as good as Thrill Seeker. Um, and, and, and that's just that's just like my, that's just my metal that's the metalist yeah I also have a, I, I also have a punk one and a, like a classic rock one mm-hmm. and then like a light classic rock one mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. okay yeah, fair that's fair uh, oh, shit vaporwave came up as one of my uh, top five top four or five genres duh which is pretty pretty funny vaporwave specifically mm-hmm. I'm surprised it had it that specific it wasn't chill wave or synth wave nope. synth wave is the overall arching nope. of what it is yes uh, they're like, no, you listen to the cheesiest version of it. Yes. I'm like, yes, yes, I do. Yes. Mm. I like elevator music. I love funkified elevator music. It's not just elevator music. It's elevator music with, with the with bass to it. <laughs> they had a beat. Well, I mean, if the, if elevator I, music definitely does not have bass. It doesn't have bass. They found the best part. They put it on a loop, and then they added a, a, a little a low end to the whole thing. My favorite one, one of my favorite ones, is the one that's supposed to be all, I don't even know if this is true or not, but it's supposed to be all uh, car dealership music no. so so every track cool. is named for a different type of car because yeah. it's like well this is the fourth yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> my favorite's the uh, the s continental is a great okay. track there s continental is really good continental s i know nothing about cars you're chicago as you can tell mm-hmm. by my fantastic 1998 century buick uh buick century see i even got the words but yeah. I, no one gives a shit. I had one of those did you yeah. in the 90s my, my was a 2000 <laughs> buick century Ooh, so it's even newer that was the last car i had before i got my Mazda. Mm-hmm. 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 <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, we have some movies to talk about. We're coming up on the end of the year, Drew. It's uh, December now. We have four weeks to go before twenty uh, twenty, and uh, I gotta say, I'm cruising into the end of my hundo. Mm-hmm. I got, uh, I think, ten movies to go. Okay, and looking at even say double checking, looking at the movies that are still to come in theaters as well as a couple ones that are still to come out or have come out on Netflix. I, I can, yeah, I can, can easily, I can hundo. do, I can do the hundo like a week before the end of the year Perfect. with all new stuff. Yeah. I, I'm not even, I'm, I kind of wanted to like, I wanted the end of the hundo to be like some classic films or some classics in there for my 2020 hundo. It's all new. I'm going to have to, I'm going to do a more of an emphasis on a older movies older that movies you haven't seen that I haven't seen, but then that will get me to hundred faster. Yeah. I like I like hitting hundred like right at the end right of the year yeah. like yeah look at that like some people do their hundos, some people do their hundos so fast uh, like a race which is fine you do it however you want crank but, it out but it, it's like they, uh, some of the movies they choose is like this one sucks this one this one. I mean why are you watching so many bad movies. <laughs> Because I mean, you don't know it's a bad movie until you see it, Chris. Until you see it. I don't know. I'm, I do pretty good. <laughs> I do pretty good. I, I'm, I've been I've been accumulating my list. of. Uh, I'm sure you know it's that time of year, Drew. Writing down possible best of, worst of list. Oh, I still need I'm going to need... I'm going to need the master list so I can go yeah. through and check mark. Yeah, you got to go through it. And just be like, oh, God, that was awful. Well, that's one of the things <coughs> of the hundo. I just go back through my hundo list and be like, oh, here's all the movies I saw. Mm-hmm. The... Um, for sure, there's like a, a a good like seventy five percent, twenty five percent split of good to bad movies because I have like I, this thing it's got a shit review on a shit score on Rotten Tomato and there's nothing there for me to to, to 
pull it up, you know, even play with. Yeah. So it's like, I can. It's like, there's not an actor that I want to see. It's not from a director that I want to see. It's not in it's a not, genre. I like. Yeah. It's not in a genre. Like, yeah. it's, it's not like the next Vin Diesel movie was shot by Roger Deakins and it's like, fuck, we have to go see it. Yeah, man. <laughs> if, if The Last Witch Hunter 2 is like Roger Deakins' first exactly. directorial film. <laughs> exactly. It's like, well, we have to go watch it. I gotta see this now. God damn it. Uh, that's, so. that's how I feel about cats. This thing costs three hundred million dollars. I gotta go see it. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm gonna go see it. You have fun. I'm gonna go see it. I'm, I will be will reporting not. back. Mm-hmm. We report back, and we're gonna get some expert opinions on here on that as well. For fantastic. Cats, so. God, it looks. Oh my God, it looks like a nightmare. It looks. Oh, it looks scary almost. It looks scary yeah. to the point where I, <laughs> memories. Um. So we got a lot coming up, just, and a lot. Just this let weekend. me know. How, just let me know how many of them cats get all fucked up off that catnip. There better be at least because apparently catnip. Taylor Swift's pushing catnip in this movie. If there if there ain't a single catnip, there better be catnip in this movie. Is that she's doing? She's apparently, catnip? apparently she's a catnip pusher. Ah, oh, good for her. Good for her. See, I can't wait to see James Corden. It's gonna be fantastic. So uh, this weekend alone, there's a whole bunch of movies came out between streaming services in theaters, mm-hmm. and it, technically it's supposed to be one of the slow weekends of the year. The mm-hmm. the weekend after Thanksgiving, after Black Friday weekend. Is like top three. Well, it's because everyone's getting all weekend. their shit together for the end of the year, so they can be like, "Fuck this, I'm done." Exactly. So, and a lot of people see movies the week before Thanksgiving yeah. that during that break. No. Uh, so the average moviegoer is not going to go to movies two weeks in a row. No. So studios, uh, uh, the average moviegoer is waiting for fucking Star Wars, and they probably already have their tickets, just like the rest yeah, of the world. Yeah, they're waiting for their one movie, whether it be a Star Wars yeah. or a Cats or whatever. So um, studios always then avoid that weekend, like they avoid Super Bowl weekend and they avoid Labor Day weekend, and then weird movies get inserted into there. But I don't know. We actually lucked out this year. Yeah. I think we got some. Uh, actually, got a really good weekend. So uh, let's see. What do we start with? The first thing we saw was uh, Waves. Waves that came in number 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 this week, making four hundred twenty-one thousand dollars. Four hundred twenty thousand. How many screens? Five seventy. That's it. It just got bumped up five hundred twenty-three screens this week. Wow. So it was mega limited release, and then this is the first expansion. Push. Yeah, the first expansion for it. And we got it right here at the NZN Theater in, mm-hmm. uh, in Maitland, Maitland, Florida. Oh, how fantastic. Thank you so much, NZN. Uh, good job with the programming over there. Well, I mean, it was shot in Florida and written and directed by a Florida boy, so it makes yeah. sense that it would be around. And good for him for uh, for avoiding the, the temptation of millions of dollars in incentives yes. to shoot in Louisiana or Georgia. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's got to shoot it in Florida. Well, I mean, it doesn't have that doesn't have the right feel if you don't. It, right. Florida does have its own feel for sure. And for South Florida has its own, own feel, feel on top of that, yeah. Which is what this movie is doing. Well, exactly. I mean, there was one part when they were uh, on the road trip or whatever, mm-hmm. and they they stopped at a beach. Like, that was a West Coast golf beach. Yes. Like, that sand was white. The dunes were there. Like, yeah. it was all... Yeah, you know, they're not faking it. You, yeah. know, you know what's going on. Uh, yeah, when this movie, it turned into a road trip movie for a minute. Uh-huh. I was, <laughs> I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Ambitious. Uh, right. Chat was. <laughs> so we saw waves, and uh, you said you saw that it's getting a, like a wider release, or you, uh, from what I from, saw from a, mm-hmm. I saw probably a commercial for it or something, and it said you know, like opening wide, blah 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 blah. Does the old nationwide yeah. this week? Oh, so. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, well, when it does do that, I think people probably should check it out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I if so. you're if you're a fan of a two four and the way they fucking pick how to make movies with people, Jesus. Well, this is one of their guys. They fucking kill it. 
Trey Edward Schultz is his name. Is a, a fella's name. His last movie we did with them was It Comes at Night, which uh, it was good. It was weird. It was a weird. It was a little too ambiguous for my taste. It was, I mean, and it, also it wasn't what was sold in the market. No, but which it, is a problem. I mean, it was at least worth watching. Yes, yes, totally. Like this guy knows he's got skill and style, and uh, for sure he's trying to say something. He's not just making a movie for the sake of making it. No, he's. Wanting to make some sort of art, even pop artists want to yeah. make art. Uh, here with Waves, he's for sure telling a story of uh, familial hardship and trauma and how even being set up in a middle class way uh, can still lead to its own pressures and problems. Mm-hmm. So it's a story we've seen a thousand times. Well, no, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, whatever it was, uh, like this Mr. Edward Schultz yeah. has probably been been through a lot of the things that we saw put to film yeah, because he, it felt yeah. very real. It felt very, uh, if, if you will, like um, like yeah. it's some of the most authentic. Like like, there's a scene when uh, they eat ecstasy and yes. they're going on and they're on the golf course. Yes, Lucas Hedges sees the sprinklers and me. I, I'm already in Lucas Hedges's head. I know exactly what is going to happen it's, next. It's like we're on ecstasy. We're going to run through this stuff because I have. Been on ecstasy yeah. on a golf course before, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know it's gonna happen. And then she's like, "Your lips are so soft." It's like stereotypical, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's the type of thing where, oh, these people have experience. Someone along the way has had experience with this. So be like, "This is how this really is." Well, I mean, and I think that is extended to yeah. the relationships, right? Oh, definitely. So. Yeah, I mean, and the same thing with uh, like the the father sequence at the end, like that whole thing, mm. like. As rough as it was to watch, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's the most realistic portrayal of that that I've ever seen put to film. Of the yeah, the father pushing the son and 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 disconnecting from a family trying no, to no, reconnect. No, 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 no. Lucas Hedges' dad. Uh, oh, the second yeah, part. That, yeah, that's true. That yeah, part. That, that was the most real version yeah, of yeah, that sure, that sure. I have ever seen. Um, because most yeah. of the time, it's very glossed over. It's, oh, you're in a hospital. Everything's happy and blah blah. Mm. blah. No, it was a very real portrait of uh, visiting someone. Uh, who you think you hate and you have this hatred for them, but then you see them, you see them vulnerable. Ooh, that was a touching moment. Um, so it's like a story we've seen, mm-hmm. right? The, the family that's... Uh, uh, the, they, the, someone in the family is, is pushing so hard that it ends up doing something and, the, and it pretty much blows the whole thing up in, yeah. a, in a terrible way. And then the movie becomes about uh, a family struggling to even be a family. Yes. Um so then what makes the story obviously unique then is the details. The mm-hmm. fact that it's um a black, uh affluent middle mm-hmm. middle aged family. So when the what's God can we we gotta learn this guy's name. He's in everything now. He's good. The dad's name oh, what's the actor's name. Yeah, yeah, no, he was in He's uh, even good in the Predator and that no, movie I was about let to say that movie was fucking like, awful. God damn it, Shane Black. We trusted you with this man. And so did Fox. And you let everyone down. Um this scene where he tells his son and he's like he doesn't even mention doesn't have to mention race. He just says, we have to work harder. Sterling K. Brown. Thank you, yeah. Sterling K. Brown. Fucking uh, Christopher Darden and um, and the people versus OJ. So good in that. Truth outside. Um, he, uh, what are you talking about? Wow, we have to work harder uh, just to achieve the same, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, you know what he's talking about. Yeah. And, and um, so it is that extra level. Uh, well, you see this great house. You see how I'm setting you up. Well, I had to work even harder to get So then when he's pushing him so hard, you feel it. It's like, well, that's why he can't let him uh, go out to the world as a mediocre dude because uh, the world won't accept him as a, a mediocre black kid. He but has to be an exceptional black kid. 
And I get that. But at the same time, like watching the movie and his story progression. Yeah. He makes the, the, the wrong the fucking son. choice at every at the any son? at yeah. any point in time yeah. where there's a choice to be made and he can either do the right thing or the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. He picks the wrong thing. Constantly, he constantly picks <laughs> the wrong thing. He sets himself he sets himself up every time. So uh, yeah, it is then about like you have your personal responsibility and all that, which he, he obviously mm-hmm. does accepts at some point. Yeah. You know, while getting into real details um, and. Uh, so then the story, it's about a lot of things, right? It's about how you can be given a lot of things and you can still fuck it up. Yes. Right. With your own decisions. Mm-hmm. And you think you're, what you're doing is best for yourself, but maybe you should be open to talk, be open more. So that's a big thing. A lot of the movie is about people just not talking. Yes. Not <laughs> just talking. not talking to each other. And even if they are talking, not communicating, it's yes. like, bitch, bitch, you know, it's yeah. like, no, sh- calm, calm right there, relax. That's a far early 2000s SNL <laughs> fans here. Um, that's college SNL yes. for us. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> It was that and Turd Ferguson, guys. But, that's what we some, had. For some reason, it's still it's, stuck in my goddamn head. Perfect timing. That's why. Perfect timing for us uh, to be obsessed with that stuff. Um, yeah, it's like communicate with each other. We could avoid so many things. And throughout this entire movie, people who don't communicate... Uh, things break down and then when they do communicate like you said the hospital scene right the very realness mm-hmm. of that when they do open up then it becomes something else yeah uh, it allow- it's allowed to be something else mm-hmm. um, so there's a lot going on in this and it's just interpersonal relationships and it's about this one family but then there's like the side thing with the Lucas Hedges mm-hmm. with this guy you turn around, he's fucking everywhere, this <laughs> motherfucker. We had a two for this week. We had, we had Lucas Hedges double feature. We had a Lucas, and we didn't even know it. We had a Lucas Hedges, <laughs> uh, Clifton Collins Jr. double feature. Yeah. Because he was in both as well. <laughs> God damn it. Isn't that weird? <laughs> the universe works in a weird way, man. Fucking Lucas Hedges. Um, in, in one movie, he looks like he's 12, and in the next movie, he looks like he's maybe 20. That's yeah, true. At least we know he can grow some facial hair now. I th- I didn't think he could. I yeah. <laughs> we we, we walked out one movie like I don't think he can grow facial hair. Like, okay, I guess. <laughs> I guess he can. They glued that on. <laughs> they threw someone's uh, shavings at his face with some spirit gum. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> oh my god. That uh, uh, mark that for to be cut out later. Edit point. Edit point. So the um, two hours and fifteen minutes. Kind of long. Yeah. It takes its time. It does. And I'm not... There's, there isn't necessarily a scene or a moment that I want them to take out or shorten, but it is a runtime that you're then going to feel because the movie's so emotional and it kind of puts you through the ringer a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not cry. I did not feel the, the, the eyes tearing no. up, but in the theater, I don't expect you to ever, but in the theater, I did hear some crying at some point. And I was like, oh, oh I'm sure. sure it's, getting, it's no. getting some people for sure. Yeah. The... Um, the big thing that happens in the movie. The moment. Yeah, the big moment. that Where, where the entire theater went, oh! Everyone was like, oh. And I, was, <laughs> I was like, well, as soon as the characters were like in that setting. Yeah. I knew exactly what was going to happen. I was like, oh, this is not. Yeah. Oh, like, no, 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 no. I mean, and especially. There are no witnesses. There's heart services everywhere. And, and, especially, <laughs> and especially watching all of the other decisions this character has made. I oh, knew yeah. he was going to continue down that At path. At this point. Oh, no. Maybe here he will finally once the... No. Say, no. <laughs> no. Can't do it the only way he knows how. The... Um, 
it wasn't what I was expecting. But then when it happened, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, it, it still makes sense that it got there. Yeah. And that for sure then changes the rest of the movie. The movie then becomes something else from that point forward. Yeah. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. The first 45 minutes to an hour has its own energy to it. That is, uh, the camera keeps moving. And it's um, that we got. We have to mention the the Trent Reznor, Atticus Roscoe. Yeah. Speaking of. Well, I mean, it's speaking almost. Of, speaking of turn around. Oh, my God. There they are again. These guys are everywhere. In all reality, it's almost two movies. Because the first. Yes, those two cause, movies. Because I checked my time when the switch happens. Yeah. It's at the hour 15 mark. So it's that's hour 15 that's, that's and almost, an hour. That's almost a full movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So it's a half a movie. Uh it's got its own energy and pacing. And then did you notice the aspect ratio changing? Yes. That was very, like, yes. I was like, wait, wait a second. Well, and, and, and happened, al- happened three times. And, and also, the movie almost began how it ended. Yes. Like, yeah. al- almost, because sh- like, the first two shots were just done in reverse yes, at there, the end. There is a mirroring, absolutely, of of the beginning and the end, for no. sure. So just be like, yeah, this is a, it's a complete story here, for sure. Don't expect the waves, too, is what they're trying to say. <laughs> Weaves to the search for Curly's gold. Um, Electric Boogoo is hack, you know. It's very early. Mm-hmm. Got to move on to other sequel titles. Ooh, I got I got to go in for you guys. I'll save. I'll save for another time. The um, Waves Return. Oh, that's a good one too. That's also good. Yeah, throwing on returns or requiems. Always, <laughs> always a winner. Always a winner. Waves two tsunami. Whoa! <laughs> now you're building literally on it. Waves two. Uh, fire down below. Now <laughs> Wait, like, what? Now I'm confused. Now we got water and fire mixed yes. in the same thing. Yeah, not exactly duality. What is this? But hot, I get it. Are we hot as ice, Chris? Is that what's going on? <laughs> Paradise and the feeling was nice. <laughs> um, super well made, very gorgeous looking, and it's very Florida, which is cool. Florida's almost a character. In it. Yeah. And and the scores are great. It's anxiety inducing when it needs to be, soothing in other places. All the actors are good. Sterling K. Brown, remember his name from now on? No. Um Lucas Hedges, of course. The girl was good. The sister. Taylor the Russell. And the uh, the boy Kelvin good. Harrison Jr. I was quite surprised with his breakout performance in this. He, you know what? Yeah. He fucking killed it. You know what? That's, that's fair. Yeah, he did have to do a lot. And it's almost unfair to him because for like the first hour of the movie or so, it is his movie. Yeah. So he's in every shot, every scene pretty much. And uh, so at that point, then you do are just sort of stuck into what he's doing. You're right. If you stand back and look at it, it is like, whoa, this guy did a lot. Yeah. Uh, this is a big I, performance. I mean, dude, the range of emotions. It's a range. And uh, I bought all of it. Yeah, no, exactly. There wasn't any point in time where I was like, bullshit. Right. <laughs> I bought all of it. And uh, it's a type of performance, a type of guy where even looking back on it afterwards, the... Um, the characters then uh, like the absence of the characters felt as strongly as yeah. the character and that's part of the writing it's part of the directing then absolutely what's the guy's name again her, 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 uh, Jensen K. Uh, Belvinson what was it uh, her, her, Herkel J. Merkel Kelvin Harrison Jr. Kelvin Harrison Jr. oh Kelvin Harrison Sr.'s son yeah you should have said it was Kelvin Harrison Sr.'s mm. son um, yeah they did great you're right they all did great it was a really super well made movie um, Waves Waves. 85% Rotten Tomatoes. Sure. Certified fresh. Average rating of 7.5. Boo! 7.9. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. It's a little higher than I thought the Rotten Tomato one would come out to be. Top critics goes up to 8. Okay. I, I, I could agree with that. 7. Yeah. I'd go like 7.75, 8-ish. Absolutely. 
It's just a number. Who cares? <laughs> it changes over time. We just just saw this movie now. Will it? Will I remember it? Will it resonate with me years from now, or will I forget about it? You know, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. There's certain, it happens to all different movies, all different times. But waves, good stuff. Thanks, Enzian, for carrying it. Uh, other movie we saw this weekend at a Regal near us was Honey Boy, the number eighteen movie this week made. Four hundred and fifty-two thousand dollars. So both movies made about half a mil. Yeah. Okay. How many screens is this one in? Uh, Four sixty. Similarly, right? It, wow. it just expanded by three hundred this week. So both these movies having similar tra- trajectories, both release wise and money wise. Honey Boy being Shia LaBeouf's movie about um, himself. Himself. <laughs> 100% about himself. <laughs> where where he plays his dad, and yeah. Lucas Hedges plays old him, and some kid who was actually quite good played young him. The kid was great. Oh. The kid was great. The little shaggy-haired fe- kid was great. I have a feeling we're going to be seeing his face around if we already haven't, but the thing is, like, he's young enough yeah. for him to have, like, a career. Like, maybe this kid's from the fucking Disney Channel. What the fuck do I know? I don't maybe, watch kids' programs. Maybe he's been on TV already. Yeah. yeah that's true. So, uh, maybe he's on commercials or whatever, but. Pff. Yeah. That's the thing with child acting. When you're yeah, a kid, no. you can. His name's Noah Jupe. Noah Jupe. Oh, boy. Noah Jupe. Good luck to you, kid. You did great. Now you're in the spotlight now. Talk to Shy. He's been through it. He can give you some advice for sure. Uh, he was. That's where we fucking... I knew he looked goddamn familiar. Who, Noah Jupe? He was in... Uh, he was the kid of Ford v. Ferrari. He's a Ford v. Ferrari kid? Yep. He's the... He's the, uh, he's he's the, the Christian Bale boy? Son. Yeah. He's like, oh, look over there. You see, the, look, yeah. at the, look at the sunset. Mm-hmm. Look at the turn. You see the turn. You see yep. uh, the road him. and the angles. He's like, yes, I think I see it, Papa. He's like, yeah, well, that's why I'm going to die one day. Yeah. Yep. That was him. That was him. Okay. Good for you, Noah Jupe. And your agent getting you guys a good, <laughs> getting you in the right doors. Um, well, he plays Shia as a child. Mm-hmm. Shia plays his own dad, mm-hmm. and uh, Lucas Hedges, aforementioned Lucas Hedges, plays Shia uh, early twenties, early to mid. I was about to say. Right after one of During, the Transformers movies. Well, specifically. Because <laughs> that, that, I mean, that. Specifically, it was Transformers <laughs> 2. Okay. When he, during production, he got into a car accident and fucked up his hand, had to get surgery, and almost lost his hand or part of his hand. Um, I saw, uh, like, sort of, not production photos, but uh, pictures online of Shia walking around as uh, the older version of his dad. Next to Lucas Hedges, uh, walking around with a with a bandage on his hand, all bandaged up like no. Shia's hand was bandaged when he was injured. So I was expecting a scene in this movie yeah. where well, it maybe got cut. They got cut. Yeah, so for, they, for whatever reason, there's more stuff in there yeah. that, that got cut. Um, maybe it was a little too on the nose. Maybe maybe it was too much. Maybe they're just like you know this here tells the ending we need anyway. We don't have to keep going down no. this road. I kind of wanted though to see him like as an older. You know, a person trying to deal with this stuff to no. confront his father as an older man and not just confront him as, as a child. Because the whole movie is about his uh, PTSD. Yeah. They name it. Yeah. Uh, dealing with a, an abusive father. And being a child actor. And being a child actor for an abusive father. Yeah. Because uh, uh, mom what, was just a voice on the phone. That was the uh, even Stevens get up. Was that what he was wearing? I think so, essentially. Right. right? right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Which it's crazy that he would be uh, that on the nose about all of it, and <laughs> like, damn, really? So then that means he had to take a lot of it at face value. Yeah. So he was for sure doing Disney Channel stuff, but then living in like that kind of rundown Apparently. hotel. Yeah. Because yeah, oh, I mean, not n- no one checks in on you to make sure that you you're a normal kid that lives in a regular house and over here. That's to, true. Hey, you, you you want this job? Come to work. Yeah. We'll pay you. Go home. Come back. We don't know where you live. That's true. My job don't come and check on me here. Yeah. Which actually, that's good. I don't want him to do that. No, yeah, please, exactly. Please don't do that. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's um, 96 minutes. How long is it? 90? Uh, it's tight. It's a tighter movie. Damn it. Where'd it go? It's... it's uh, I fucking hate these apps. I know, right? They're so awful. The apps used to, I swear, they used to be better. Like, most of them, like they, a lot of the times, they don't even have the runtime, like, right there. They Should also don't have the rating, like, right there. Those are, like, two of the most important pieces of information you can get for if you're looking up a movie. I want the name, runtime, rating. And like, no, you have to search forever and All find that out shit. that this thing is eventually PG-13. Like, God damn it, not a single nipple, this whole fucking thing. Yeah. Tired of looking at dudes' butts. Butts, 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 butts. Shout out to the Sorby Jones show. Um, honey boy, it's uh, man. So, I almost watched Marriage Story last night. Okay, what's that? Marriage Story is a Noah Baumbach movie about uh, Adam Radar. And Scar- it's radar, uh, but and the length is 90, it's uh, like an hour, an hour, an hour 35. So, the uh, so 90, 95 minutes Marriage Story is about a marriage that falls apart. Adam Driver and Scott Joyner, rave reviews, awards, talk, shit like that. So, I was like, damn, I don't like, I don't even like Noah Baumbach movies. Uh, Squid and the Whale is when he came out with Forever Go. Remember that one? Mm, that was sort of never saw it. Actually, never saw that one. It was on, it was it was one of those things where like it was on my list of things to see, and I never got around to for it. For sure, yeah. Um, that was what's his name? I think it's Eisenberg's. Like sort of like, well, who's this guy? Okay, that type of thing. It's one of his. It was his waves performance. Um, he did that. Uh, uh, while while we're while we're young, another Adam Driver one with Ben Stiller, which I saw. Which I was like, man, this movie sucks. Uh, that doesn't suck. I just he makes movies that are very specific, um, very specific style, and it's just one that I'm not a big fan of. Mm-hmm. And, and it happens, you know. We all can't like everything, yeah. and and people's art isn't for everyone. Yeah. So this guy's art isn't necessarily for me. Some people I, fucking love it. I mean, there's some crazy asshole that just spent three hundred million dollars on a movie that I will never watch. That yeah, but that guy's just a crazy asshole. So, I mean, Jesus Christ. Huh? Talk about Avatar too, right? Cats. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I can't wait for Cats 2. Secret of the Ooze. I did it. I did it. That's the one people can use, man. Secret of the Ooze. That's one of the greatest subtitles ever. No one ever uses it. Because very few movies have ooze in them. That's why it's so funny. That movie barely has ooze in it to begin with. <laughs> but it's like, but this is the secret of it. But, how, but that's how we get Super Shredder. Yeah, but no Rocksteady and Bebop. Instead, it was like Toto and, and Poco know, or some shit. What weird. the fuck was that all about? Lord save this for our Patreon episode. Yeah, it was like some weird, like, half lion, half wolf thing, and then a snapping turtle. And a snapping turtle! The scariest of all turtles. The one that snaps. So lame. So, um... What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, honey boy. The, uh... It's a movie about... <laughs> Him essentially confronting uh, his past and yeah. dealing with that. So we got the Lucas Hedges scenes of him in the in the rehab, yeah, right. Because he, I mean, because he because they also show him also getting arrested. It was like yeah. what happened to him after Cabaret uh, when he interrupted Cabaret yeah. and all that stuff. He was arrested a few times. He had to go to rehab and all that. 
Um, and that's where he wrote his screenplay for this. Mm-hmm. And then this movie is again very on the nose. Speaking of on the nose, oh yeah, no yeah, he's like writing the scenes out, and then we yeah. see the scene in the movie, and he's acting it out. And <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a yeah. lot going on. I mean, it, it, I mean, it's it looks like he put the catharsis that he gained in yeah. rehab into this, on film to, to work he, it all out. He just put it on film, and apparently to trick his dad into making the movie, he told him. Uh, we said this on their Patreon show this week. He uh, told him that Mel Gibson was playing him. He hadn't spoken to his dad in like seven years. But then to make this, he's like, I need to, I kind of need you to write, sign off on this thing. Um, Shia was great. Yeah. He's very good in this. Mm-hmm. He, uh, uh, strong performance in that he is, you can see how despicable he is, mm-hmm. you know, like he's uh, for sure abusive and he's making excuses and he doesn't, doesn't listen to anyone, but then later, like he when he opens up about uh, about how he's feeling and stuff like that, and about his story, you're like, oh man, well, this guy, you know, he's um, he paints him as like a very three dimensional, like a real mm-hmm. person, yeah, you know, it's like it just it just doesn't fe- it feels like again, it's a lot like waves. It feels like it's a real thing. Yes, exactly. Like this is like this could be happening right now. Yeah, and it's for <clears throat> sure stylized. It's a movie. Yeah. The, the shitty hotel that they're in. It's has, way nicer than it would be. Yeah, it's got that cool, like, red lights. Yeah, no, exactly. The whole thing. Make yeah. sure it look very hip and, mm-hmm. uh, and stylized. Uh, weird purple light bathing the pool at night. Yeah, I was about to say, the, the fact that people are in the pool at night, because there would be nobody in that pool in real life. Uh, that, that, that pool wouldn't even have water. It no. shouldn't have water. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Maybe Shia was swimming in a green pool. <laughs> wow, that poor kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel so sorry for her. I don't think he made this movie though, so we would feel sorry for him. No, I mean he was. I, I think he did it for himself to work out whatever bullshit it was, or bullshit he had to put up with. No. which is for sure a lot of bullshit, man. This guy, he'd send. Uh, I think the director is some sort of music video director. I think it's his first time making. Uh, he or she, I'm not sure, making a feature. Alma Harrell. Alma, yeah, again, he or she. I don't know, uh, but it's, uh, it was very good. It was it was very good. I liked how how tight it was. Uh, certain scenes took the time that they needed to. Um, some of the, the relationships were surprising, like how the uh, the people, the neighbors, you know, the, in the in the motel, the the, the people that the mm-hmm. kid befriends and all that. All the whole bit with Tom. Yes. Yeah. Oh. The, the whole Tom bit was strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. We keep calling Chicken Hawk. So I don't want people think about Chicken, chicken Hawk. Chicken Hawk. Yeah. Child monster, Chris. Child monster. Yeah, no, short eyes. Short eyes. How about, uh, what was that, meth? Just because it's blue. Now when I see something blue, I think it's meth because of Breaking Bad, but that can't be right. <laughs> I probably it was. Been, it could have been, though, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, because you, you don't freebase many things, uh, and if it's going to be a white powder, then, you know, it's crack or cocaine. Yeah. Any other color. Yeah. Heroin, meth, or... I mean, dude, it, he could have been fucking freebasing Adderall, for all you know. True. Could which be. is just an amphetamine anyway. It's so, amphetamine, some yeah. sort of amphetamine. Amphetamine or an opiate? No. I don't think blue. No. Mm-hmm. You don't really freebase opiates. What if we're dealing with the... It was a bathroom with, like, a, a color light situation. I don't know. Just tricking my eyes. Who knows? It's a yellow car. They didn't go into it. It's a, No, it's a blue car parked in, under a yellow light. So, I report... A green car to yeah, the police. It could be, and they'll never find a green car because mm-hmm. that fucking thing was blue. Perhaps. God damn. Um, sweet, sweet honey boy. Would you? Uh, I mean, so what I was saying is, Marriage Story. I wanted to watch that movie. It came out on Netflix this weekend. Super well reviewed. It's also 
like two hours and 20 minutes. Oh, God damn it. Make a 90 minute movie, you assholes. And it's about a marriage falling apart and there's a child involved. Oh, come on. Now, after seeing Honey Boy, I'm glad I didn't see it because I, been... I could not take Waves, Marriage Story, and Honey Boy in a fucking 18 hour period. No. Like, I would not be recording this. I'd be upstairs crying. I'm like, we'll do this tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's too much. Yeah. It's too much, Drew. Yeah. So I'll watch it. I'd be okay with it because I don't have I'll, any emotions. I'll, I'll watch Marriage Story. I'm dead on me. Well, then you should, well, then you should watch it. Well, you should watch it then. Yeah. I know. Long, right? <laughs> two hours, dude. Why? It's like, God damn it. I started five minutes in. I was like, I can't do this right now. It doesn't need to be long to be good. I mean, I I, I, I keep right. watching every episode of The Mandalorian, and that's a fucking tight, like, 40 minutes every time. Oh, man. I didn't watch. You watch this week's Mandalorian? No! Okay, I, didn't watch, I didn't watch either. But did you see last week's still the Seven Samurai I, one? I've watched them all. I watched, I watched Miller today. Oh, you caught up? You yeah, caught, caught up? up? Okay. That's why I said no. Oh, yeah. No, I, yeah, no, I, I got I to gotta get caught up. It's a good one. It's called, Damn. this episode's called The Gunslinger. <laughs> Fuck, that's great. That's great, The Gunslinger. Ah, my favorite Stephen King book. Um, Yeah, man, Lauren, I'll watch that. I got to watch that. Okay. got to catch up on his dark materials. I'm caught up on that, too. Um... Honey boy, I think we'll be seeing old Shia. They're meet, They're talking about some possible like awards talk for him, at least for like nominations and stuff. Not winning, but he's in the picture. I'm just glad that he's still got the chops. He'll always have the chops, I think, unless he goes Lindsay Lohan, uh, a, a substance abuse crazy, mm-hmm. um, and really neglect his, his life. Um, he'll always have those chops to fall back on. No. Um, I hope that he can. This is like him. Like this and Peanut Butter Falcon is the one-two punch of him. Like he's got it all back together. I'm back. (laughs) Listen, I'm I'm not crazy. I'm or I am crazy, but I have a handle of it. I I I can name my crazy. My Mm -hmm. crazy is uh, bipolar disorder, and I'm on this medication. I do this, and I do this meditation. Meditation plus medication equals mediation. That's uh, (laughs) that's the the slogan for my new law firm. Where it's it's a, it's a it's a combination. We do we only do arbitration, mm-hmm. but it's an arbitration via medication uh, it's and meditation a, and meditation uh, and procrastination. And, and, well, that's a that's key because you just hope then time heals all wounds and the masturbation. So, oh, well, that's just for me personally, <laughs> so I can you know, relax. Mm-hmm. Um, like, oh, he's, he's you know, a, Chris, he's in the bathroom again. Procrastination. It's like masturbation. Procrastination is masturbation, but self-improvement. Now I was going to say, it, it feels good to realize you're just fucking yourself. You're fucking yourself. Mm. Sure. Like self-improvement. <laughs> I don't think you're fucking yourself with self-improvement. Sure you are. Yeah. <laughs> well, part of my workout regime is the the, the five fistings a day. Self-fistings a day. It's hard. To get that kind of flexibility, I'd like to say you, you've been doing some yoga, Chris. Yes, I've been doing. I've been. <clears throat> I've been doing fisting yoga. Uh, it's part of the DDP uh, <laughs> regimen that I found. But it was. It's, so uh, what's the other? I mean, it, you you got single penetration. What's the other do- penetration? It's DDP. Oh, the it's double double penetration. No, oh, it's that's four. double double. Four. You gotta build up to it. I just started your just like a week ago. <laughs> Give me, cut me some slack. Not advanced like you are. Uh, boy, uh, boy. Yeah. Um, so, media diet, Chris. You watching anything? <laughs> um, I am watching some stuff. As a matter of fact, but you know what? We're pretty close to like the halfway point here. So let's just go ahead and take a break. All right, we'll take a break now. 
We'll come back to our media diets. We how, got, about our, how about our media vomits? We'll do our media vomits. We'll do our media. Uh, uh, what did you say? And then <laughs> I was going to say something. I was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm abandoned that track. It's ab- oh, okay. abandoned. Okay. And uh, we have one email. And if need be, I got a couple of movie stories we can do. But until then, we'll take a break here so we can uh, regroup. And then we'll be back with the second half of the show. Here we go. So what do you think of my new aquarium, Drew? I like it. Yeah, got the. I used it earlier. They got the filter going on in there. To, yeah, you, know, you gotta keep. You gotta keep the water. That's what that sound is. I about. mean, it looks a little murky right now. I, I I dragged the whole the microphone set up over to the aquarium so people could hear the bubbles. Mm-hmm. The, I got a couple of beta fish in there. I thought you were brewing coffee. God, that's the next. Yeah, thought that was the coffee maker. Hot up. Welcome back to the second half. That's for you, Tristan Cochran. It's episode 361. We doing it. And we can talk about our media diets. We can talk about the movies that we be seeing on the internets and uh, on our owns and whatnot. I saw The Laundromat on Netflix. And? Good. Worth watching? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, I mean, I... Yes. I mean, it's got Antonio Banderas Ooh. and... Uh, uh, God damn it. Do it. Ah, oh, come on. Say it. I can do it. You can do it. Do it. Ah, I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. Gary Oldman. Thank you. That's right. You did it. Ooh. Playing a German, rough. playing a German. Yeah. So, think. but I mean, it just it it looked kind of like bright and flashy and like almost silly. It is bright and flashy and silly. It is the big short approach to okay. uh, to breaking something down. Gotcha. Funny how influential that movie ends up I being know, right? now, right? Adam McKay. Who would have thought this guy? <laughs> the Talladega I mean, Nights you know, Anchorman guy. Seriously, I mean, you think about it, but afterwards, yeah, I mean, because he did the Big Short, and then. Or do you have to make sure I was going somewhere with this? Um, he did the uh, Vice. There we go. Yeah, so Big Short. And before Vice. that, other guys ended with the whole PowerPoint presentation about wealth inequality. Yeah, well, I mean, that's why he's that's why he's executive producer on Succession. That's, that's been his thing now. Yeah. On HBO. Which is a hilarious dark comedy about the <laughs> top 1%. Damn it, I gotta watch that show. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely worth watching. For sure, I gotta get on it. So, um, yes, it's very good. It's about the Panama Papers story, which is uh, Mossack Fonseca, a Panamanian firm, uh, I guess a law firm, that's set up a bunch of specialized in setting up shell companies um, for whatever reason, uh, nefarious or otherwise for people to hide their money mm-hmm. in in tax uh, havens. And, uh, yeah, for sure has the... like. It starts with... Um, uh, Oldman and Banderas are playing Mossack and Fonseca. Like, they are the guys. Yeah. And half the movie, it's them, like, drinking martinis, talking to the camera, being like, well, we did this, we did that. And just but, laughing about it. <laughs> and, and look, it's not, it's not our fault that they this happened. None of this is our fault. You know, just pleading their case the mm-hmm. whole time. Um, and then it be, it's essentially, like, uh, a few stories. I think, like, maybe three stories of uh, the number of characters and how it all ties into the same thing. So it's uh, there's Meryl Streep. It, it starts with uh, a crazy scene, like a, uh, of uh, her husband dying in a freak tragedy. 
and then like that's how the insurance companies get into it and these companies oh, start unraveling because yeah. it's like oh these companies are fronts they just these people are just accepting money and then not doing anything with it um uh so then she starts investigating on her own and then it's uh then this other family and how this guy handles his shell companies when he's doing with his money and then it's like someone else doing their things then it all comes together at the end in a way <coughs> it's really uh it's pretty cool well made also, it's uh, an hour and a half. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. You see, it, it, it's made for an easy Friday night. It's silly that now, like, I want a ninety-minute movie again. That's because <laughs> as we get older, time becomes much more precious commodity. Mm. That's why we need. We're running out of it. We need more of it. We won't get any more of it. So we got to use it better. Need a time transplant. And we use, use it poorly. Um, I, I could have watched something new last night. I could have watched. I could have started watching Succession last night. You, you know what I did? What? I watched part of. Uh, I watched the first like thirty minutes of Apollo Eleven. And then mm. I watched like the first uh, forty-five minutes of Amazing Grace. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm in the mood to watch some documentaries I've already seen several times before. Yeah, why not? Because they're so good. Yeah. Um, and then also, as I was watching Apollo Eleven, I was like, wait a second. Is this soundtrack on Spotify? And I looked it up, but yeah, sure enough, it's on Spotify. There's a guy <laughs> burn, uh, heart that shit in my library. Ten bucks a month. Damn, this episode not brought to you by Spotify. <laughs> but you can hear it on Spotify. <coughs> We're on it. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a similar, just how they do a Spotify rap for your listening habit. Oh, so what do we got, Chris? We have one for podcasters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eleven countries have accessed our show. Uh, well, we've been accessed in 11 countries worldwide. Yeah. And uh, we've on Spotify put out four. We have four thousand minutes mm. of Crest Booty. So mm. I don't think that's, that's what we did in the year. Or I wasn't paying that close attention. No. Not that many people listen on Spotify. No. I would say a dozen tops. Mm-hmm. Not much. And it says like one from each country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's up, Bulgaria? How you guys doing? You don't know black music. You never understood black music. You couldn't handle black music. We love you, Bulgaria. <laughs> you guys are great. <laughs> uh, that was a that was, that was a good drop, Chris. Good drop. Thank, I like it. Thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate it. I like it. So laundromat's cool. It's a type of thing where it's for sure set up to get you infuriated at the rich. Yeah. And it also gets a little meta. It's at one point where they talk about how um, our very own uh, state of Delaware is a relative tax haven within our country. Yeah, it is. And uh, at some point, like, because there's a, a lot of, like I said, people talking directly to the camera. Uh, Banderas and Olden talking yeah. directly to the camera. And they're like, uh, for the, the, this one street, in Delaware, uh, something something Avenue is home to two hundred and fifty thousand corporations in the United States alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they go, the director of this movie has five corporations there, and the writer has one corporation. They they start calling out well, like, the, the mean, people making the movie. If you're going to incorporate the rules, do it in Delaware for sure. Like, <laughs> if you actually plan on making money, yeah, yeah, yeah that's why PFT Media is incorporated. In Florida. Yeah. Like, man, I ain't going to pay all them Delaware dollars <laughs> to hide these non-existent bucks. <laughs> I'll pay my 100 We're good to go. It's just fine. in case. You never know. I just yeah. ain't trying to get sued for my house. <laughs> exactly. That's all. Yep. Which is, it's in his own trust anyway. These things are as far separated as they can be. Because, you know, I'm bound to say, I'm always saying stupid shit. So oh, yeah. You're going to get yeah, mad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't ever run for public office. Never run for public office, except for, well, I mean, I don't know, Trump blew that out of the water. Grab by the pussy, man. I, if I run Republican, I'm fine. Because <laughs> as long as I'm like, oh, I'm a Christian now. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. oh, women are terrible. Lock up their uteruses. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all the bad shit you want to yeah, say. We love you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll just I'll just go right. Jesus saves. I was thinking about recently. It's like, what if we start getting into the um, like printing some pro Trump, some like pro for twenty twenty for the election coming up. Mm-hmm. I need to make some money. Let's get it on that market. And we could. That's what I'm saying. The racket. That's what I'm saying. We don't gotta believe in it to make money on it. No. And then we could put little hidden messages in there, like hidden. I mean, as long as as long as if we if we can just sell as much Trump merchandise as we can that mm. says "Made in China." Even if, even if it's not made in China, <laughs> even if it's not, make sure it is. Yes, <laughs> that's funny. Yes, that'd be good. Uh, no matter where you go, the the, uh, the touristy shit he gets says it's made in China, yeah. unless you go to China and then it's made in it's, Korea yeah, it's, and Thailand. It, yes, it's and, like made in Bangladesh yeah. or something. Like they even, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so wild. So media diet. What, what else are you watching, Chris? Oh. <laughs> oh, we're recording. Yeah, yeah, we're talking. I was looking at, I was looking nope. at the rig. I was like, should I do another dab? Or? I mean, you could. No one's going to stop you. I probably, but... I probably should. Right? Yeah. No, no, no. Let me have a first. So, Orange Mat's good. People should watch it. Um, We were talking off mic. We burned some shit already on that bot. Yeah. Episode 9. Mm-hmm. So, we have 10 tonight. Mm-hmm. Episode 11 next week. Mm-hmm. And then, apparently, a two-part finale. And then a two-part, so that's uh, next week. And then, so... After Christmas and then the first weekend of the new year. Happy birthday. Uh, happy birthday, Drew Cogburn. You get the end of Mr. Mr. Robot. Robot. Uh, a story of a man's um, overarching issues with horrible, horrible childhood trauma, apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does make now past scenes uh, in like previous seasons. I wonder where he, how early this idea came in. Yeah. Uh, scenes where he's like... Um, now, why he relied on drugs so much, and he did all the hacking stuff, because then he gets into these throes of deep despair and horrible depression. It's like, where is this coming from? Yeah. Well, That's where it's coming from. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the season is like, well, boom, stark focus, pow, this is where it's coming from. Like, oh, yeah. whoa, that's all understandable now. Now if we're I, getting personal. If I knew that this is what the show was about from the beginning, I don't think I would have watched it. <laughs> <laughs> He told me. Well, that's the maybe. Maybe that's the point. So I get you. Smart. Good. Good job saving that for the for the final season, yeah. guys. Because I got sucked in, and I was waiting for the big sci-fi twist. That I don't think it's now. I don't know it's gonna come now because maybe, they, maybe you will. They they, they 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 took all the monies. The group got shut down. I mean, with the way that Chang he didn't lose. But he just the, ran out with, of time. With the names of tonight's episode and next week's episode. Tonight's episode is what called what next week's episode is called exit that's scary i think i think is this i think this one's called gone gone oh gone and then exit and if, it, and if it's what you're thinking the twist might be you we still might be getting that twist to exit the world what is elliot's real situation what if all seasons one through four were in elliot's mind and he's really in a, a convalescence home in a coma of some sort. I mean, what if, so, what, so that means he, we, we got Inception because he already... What if we got Incepted? He he already went into a false reality while he was in jail. What so. if he never got out of that false reality for <coughs> Chicago? What if he was in jail, false reality, got beaten half to death, went to the full house universe, comes out what he thinks is the real world, but it's not. It's just the TV show we're seeing. I don't know. Cut back to Craig Robinson. He's in prison. He's a warden. Elliot wakes up. He's in jail. Could be anything, Chris. The world could explode. It could end. White Rose could still somehow win. 
What if he wakes up <laughs> in a reality in which White White Rose is already a woman? I don't know. I'm just uh, <laughs> I'm just so sad that Angela died so early. I miss Angela. Yeah, she, did she die episode one of this season? She died scene one. Yeah, scene one, episode one. Angela's dead. And I'm like, they got it. She's got it. They got to bring her back. Well, there's still four. There's still four hours for her to come back. I miss Angela. Uh, uh, Amanda Seyfried is a great actor. I fell in love with Angela, the character. Seyfried. Right, that's what it is. I fell in love Pours with your double day. Uh, <laughs> that's, I thought they were the same person. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a Jack uh, Fight Club scenario, yeah. right? When no. when Amanda falls asleep, <laughs> when she sings. Um, no, see what the problem is, Chris. You're, you're getting your bland white girls confused. This is your bland white guys. Yeah, I mix them all up. <laughs> the uh, they should make a movie together. <laughs> the when she sings called Twins. Uh, <laughs> Um, no, I mean all the band white girls and the band white guys should all make movies together. I'm pretty sure it's called New Year's Eve. <laughs> the uh, karaoke of Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Yeah. That's like season two or three because mm-hmm. while she's singing that. Uh, yeah, season two because everyone else there back at that lawyer's office like, <laughs> like desperately trying to hack away and then they can't figure out the, no. mm-hmm. the hack. <laughs> it's amazing how how much the show gets out of people like typing <laughs> and, and data on and code on screen that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> that last episode was like uh, like account not found, account not found. I'm like no, oh my god, it's no. like account found. I'm like yes, yes, like nine out of a hundred. No, no, he's just looking at such bullshit. Like uh, um, there's a funny. I don't think it's active anymore. You don't use this shit, but on Twitter there was a account called. Like movie GUI or something. Anytime there was an instance in a movie or TV show of like graphic user interface, they would screenshot it and okay. throw it up. And like, here's yeah. so, so like, imagine like war games where they're using computers, they would throw up screenshots yeah. of all that stuff. So it's so funny seeing all the crazy, weird uh, uh, mock ups of as a as a graphic designer, you'd find that shit really funny yeah. if you went through it. Like, some of this stuff is absurd. I'm sure. And then it's weird. The more. Movie specific, movie centric, a movie is the more absurd the GUI is. Yeah. So it's like something, that, except for like Mr. Robot's exception, where they, it, it all seems pretty real, right? I mean, I don't know. I know nothing about that stuff. But like if you go back to the 90s, that it's, it's just like a normal, like computers aren't into it at all, and someone's just using a computer, they'll just like have a computer in it. It doesn't matter. But if it's a movie like The Net, where it's all about the future of computers, what's possible. They're making up all this bullshit. Oh, dude, The Matrix? Yes. That Come shit on. on Neo's screen was so convoluted. And it's like, <laughs> n- never have, have anything no. like this. The only time they got that shit right, um, Minority Report. Oh, yeah. Uh, they the, had a really good GUI on that. You know why? It's Apple GUI. Oh, there you go. Spielberg uh, hooked up with Apple and was like, like, if... If this was the future, what would you guys... Let me see your R&D. Yeah. <clears throat> and they showed him, uh, this is what we're working on. Here's like a lot of the sliding stuff and mm-hmm. uh, the icons and things like that. And it's like, yes. And yeah. The... Oh, God, so smart. No. Mm. Get that Crespo sipping ASMR. I'm trying to service multiple audiences here. It's hard to do. I feel like Hot is up. Um, so, okay. So, we, that, pot, that pot's good mm-hmm. stuff, man. We got a new episode set. Watchmen. I finished watching uh, Watchmen. I mean, real quick, because we do special Patreon episodes now, right? Where we get really deep on it. So, Watchmen, real quick. Um, big twist at the end. 
Uh, so all I'm saying is Big twist at the end. The year of 2019 has been a great year for hammer violence. <laughs> hammer violence really took off this year. Best hammer violence this side of old boy is in 2019. No, seriously, sure. I, like there have been like two or three instances of hammer violence this year, which has been like, yes, of, of, of unexpected hammer violence. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, it reminds me of Drive. I haven't haven't had good hammer violence since Drive. I did feel sorry for Cow when she was like, baby, <laughs> like you've been amazing. And I'm like, oh no, Cow, <laughs> no. The no, look Cal. in her eyes, and then, and then but the, then and then the look at his face where he's like, what's happening? I'm like, oh no, Cow. Yeah, but 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 then it happens, and it's like, oh, well then. Stop. Have a time. Kind of. I was just, I was just yeah. looking for. I was just like, we the final. Um, again, again, much like waves, uh, Ross Reznor score, mm-hmm. just doing, just doing Yeoman's work. Yeah, so good. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It's a good show. So far, it's a good show. And, I'm, and I'm still even, worried about the ending. And then even in this episode, like now off the top of my head, I mean, I, for, as I was watching, I was like, oh, this is so <laughs> <laughs> there are parts I'm like, this is, God, it's so bad. Why are they doing this? But like overall, I'm totally into it. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into I'm into the what the Millennium Clock. I'm gonna see what this thing's gonna do. No shit. Um, the way the show is going, it's very much mirroring the OG, mm-hmm. which then means no surprises. Lady True's clock is gonna turn on. Yes. But it's gonna do whatever it's supposed to do. It's gonna be horrifying. Is it though? Or is, but or, it's also gonna be beneficial. Or or is this where we're gonna get another flip on the trope? You know? At any point in time, I mean, they've been flipping stuff on us and being like, oh, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, sure. So who's to say I we're not gonna. Know. Well, okay. And then the whole thing with the. Are the white supremacists who they're not racist now? They just recognize that it's right now in America, it's harder than ever to be a white man in America. All right, you know that, Drew. You tell me every day, Chris. You 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 text me every day about how hard it is to be white, and I I'm like, I get it, Drew. Chris, it. Chris, <laughs> if I could slap <laughs> my very intelligent. Very well-paid mm. white friends in the face for mm. saying that just to me. I would, you should. but I'm a better person than you're that. Better. You are better than you're a pacifist. So yeah, you put up a tough guy front, but you're a pacifist. The um, but yeah, I'm really fucking sick of hearing that. You know, motherfuckers born on third base thinking to hit a triple. It's fine. It happens. You just gotta be like, okay, guy, yeah. it's cool. But then when they want to take the power of Dr. Manhattan and claim it for himself as their birthright. Now that is scary. That is scary. <laughs> that is scary. scary. Those are some scary possibilities. <laughs> that is scary. That is a, that is generally an interesting prospect uh-huh. that, the, that the show brought up. Yeah. So, And then there's only two episodes left. Yeah. I like it's only nine episodes. Mm-hmm. And I like that I can, yeah, be, comf- I, I can I mean, be comfortable in Lindelof saying this is me I'm done. Yeah. I mean imagine if Superman was part of the KKK. You know? Yeah, for sure. It's like, oh, Oh, that is not that is not good at all. That, 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 would, that would suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Son of a bitch. He's like, I'm Italian. He's like, that's not good enough. <laughs> Fuck. I can't pull for nothing else. Nope. Laser eyes done. Laser eyes done. Exactly. Bright eyes. What was that movie? Brightburn. <laughs> Bright eyes. That's a band, isn't it? Um, Connor Oberst. Right. He, he sounds like a superhero. Sure. Bright eyes. Right. What? 
Yeah. I don't know. So uh, it's good stuff. I like that. It's a uh, and then well HBO will do a season two. They may will be with Damon Lindelof. He says it won't be. So I don't want a season two. I don't want well, more Lindelof. I want it. I want. I'll, I mean, no, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. It's like this is it, it. Let it be its own. Just let it be its own thing. That's what I'm saying. This, <laughs> this will be its own thing. Now, if someone comes in and tries to build on it, that'll be something else. Then we're like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. Then then HBO could be shitting bed. Maybe HBO is smart enough to be like, we don't need that. Uh, especially with HBO Max coming next year and the glut of programming that they will be dropping with it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in danger of like watering down there. Their product and watering yeah. down the what the what the HBO means quality. Yeah, HBO it is almost does. it's a, it, they, they turn to eight two four of like uh, I'm, they, what, do you, what do you look at it? We look at it as a whole. What other I mean, people do when it really comes down to it, HBO was the birth of prestige television for for real. It's not TV. It's, it's HBO, right? That's been their thing forever. Yeah. I did not mean to that one again, but, <laughs> but, but you know worked. what? Rule of threes, it works. <laughs> that button is now for button for the rest of the year. Um. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to to. <laughs> it's funny. I'm already paying for HBO now. No, I'm already paying for it. Mm-hmm. When the max drops, it's like same price, just a ton more shit. Yep. So cut one cord and tie on the other. I think by that point, yeah. It's like what else? What else do I not need? Um. Oh, so then I finished reading uh, Semiosis, the Sue Burke novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's excellent. The way it ended is interesting. I would totally if if. The book had kept going for like another five, ten chapters. If there was another book, I would read it. If there was like a book two, yeah. I'm like, let me get that book two. Uh, if she comes out with a sequel, that'd be great. If she just leaves it as a standalone and does something else, uh, either or, I'm fine with it. It was really good. It's very interesting. I can also, as I'm reading it, like this is like this Amazon show, HBO show. Like, oh, yeah. Easily. A hundred percent. That one, the fifth season that I mentioned, N.K. Jemison. Like, that is going to be a- adapted at some point. Oh, and, I'm sure. And as you read it, you're like, how are they going to do this? Yeah. The stuff that they describe, how would you visually show it? I have, as I was reading, it's like, how would you do this? How does, yeah. Like, I'm trying to, in my mind, in my mind, <laughs> I can picture, like, what's being described. Yeah. But uh, it's just such, in a, in a minute way, in an abstract way. I don't know. That's why the books are incredible. Um, so, Semiosis, that's why uh, I read that. That's very good. Super. Highly recommend. All right, Drew Cogburn. What did you? What did you see? I mean, all that television that we talked about. Blah blah blah. Right, right. That, uh, yeah, 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 Mandalorian, was, uh, the Gunslinger uh, yeah. is the name of the episode. Yeah. So I gotta watch that. So yes. we can, uh More yeah, Baby Yoda memes mm-hmm. make sense after mm-hmm. I see the episode. Uh, oh, he's so cute, guy. <laughs> I love it when he reaches for stuff. Yes. <laughs> I love when he reaches. I love when he does four stuff. <laughs> and he's like shaking and closing his eyes. <laughs> It's like, yeah. I'm, I'm making it happen. Yeah, I like when he passes out. Oh, and, uh, and he falls asleep. What's the best? What if, what if he turns out to be a she? And whatever. I can't wait. I don't give a fuck. I can't wait for more answers, but more cuteness. I hope, I mean, I hope it's not even, like, I, I hope this is just of, like, Yoda's race. Like, I hope this is has nothing to do with, like, a Yoda rebirth or a blah, 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 or son of. Like, I just want this to be. Whatever the whatever it is. Yeah, what, what, whatever species of fucking creature this shit is. Yeah. Because in all reality, though, I mean, we in the Star Wars world, when you look at it, mm. it just, it screams baby Yoda. Yeah. Because it just looks, the gray hair and everything, like it just, it screams 
but then again, we're we don't have a we but, don't have much well, of a reference point for. Well, no, but here's the thing: for it's Yoda and Yaddle in in this universe with the Mandalorian in this you know in this future that we're in mm-hmm. post all you know post Yoda, it doesn't mm-hmm. seem that anybody but Werner Herzog even knows what the fuck this thing is. Someone does because obviously. Someone had paid someone to hire. I mean, all those fobs are out there. They're trying to track that little baby down. No, they were doing that like. But I'm just. But, they were but, doing that like scientific analysis of yeah, it in the machine. But like I said, something. but like even just like the general population, they, they have no idea what the fuck this thing is. Like they just. That's true. They say there's like, oh, it's so yeah. cute. Well, so, Yoda was on Dagobah all those years, and then in exile. Yeah, it's not like he was out there campaigning or nothing. I mean, I get it. Yeah, true. Yeah. Mean, he, he was it's very, true. He, it's very he, true. he was the head of the Jedi Council for a while, though. That was a long time ago. During well, the, he, during the Gilded motherfucker Age. was nine hundred years old. That was pre-Empire during the day of the Republic. And okay, so maybe <laughs> yeah, man, learns awesome. What else watch? Oh, I watched the Irishman. Yeah, son. Famous. Irishman theme song. <laughs> um, okay, man. Let's talk about let's let's talk about the fucking Irishman for reals. Uh so of all the de aging, Joe Pesci's was the best. Yes, for sure. Yes, because yeah, his did look best because he didn't ha- he never had to look that young. His youngest he had to look was maybe forty five, fifty in the in those early scenes. It was like mm-hmm. he was like, hey, kid. <laughs> Yeah, and De Niro was like a weird, like he was, like, he was like a liver spotted looking forty year old man. The, the his face was too smooth, and his his those blue eyes bugged me out the whole movie. The blue eyes are like undeniably weird. <laughs> I don't even think he had contacts. I think they may have changed those digitally. Whatever, it was unnerving sometimes. Yeah, it just didn't fit his face. No, it's strange how it just no. didn't. It's weird. No, but I guess he, he played a blue eyed man. Sure. Um, Pesci did look the best, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know they didn't do any any dots, like any of that stuff. No, it, it was just it's really the first instance of. Oh no, it's the first, but it's the best instance of someone taking just raw footage and de aging it without mm-hmm. all the other reference points, which is part of why yeah. it was so expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, Pesci. Pesci yeah, it took me a little while to get used to it, but yeah, it does. Know. It does. It takes no. a minute to get used to it. And then there are shots that pull you out of it. Well, and, it, and it's only because I've, it, it's, I mean, it's just like when fucking that Pirates of the Caribbean movie came out and we had mm-hmm. young fucking Johnny Depp. It's like, yeah, well, I have the, seen yeah. these people at the age that you are claiming they are. Yep. And this is not what they looked like then. Correct. And mostly because Robert De Niro still walks around like an old man no matter what age he is. Everyone makes fun of the scene where he goes to beat up the grocer. Uh, uh, one of my favorite. It's so funny. People make fun of it. It's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite parts of the he movie. He walks around like an old man. He's yeah. He's he's stiff. all hunched over, all he, hunched and stiff. He's stiff. His he's moving around like he's wearing a Batman cowl. His upper body is thick. His arms can't move. He tries to throw a gun. He does this thing where yeah. everything is a short arm. Not he. Th- he throws many items in this movie. Not a single one is overhand. No. Um, so the, people make fun of the scene where uh, he goes into that grocer and he beats him up, and but the violence of that scene when the guy comes through the front doors and the glass breaks, shatters, and he's like, <laughs> and then the daughter is right there, and then he throws those weak kicks, but the guy's like, the, the weak kid steps on his fingers, and, on sand, and the guy sells it like yeah. uh, like a pro wrestler, like ah, oh, yeah. he's dying. Um, I love that scene. I love it so much. 
But people make fun of it because, yeah, he's so old. Yeah. And he's playing at that point um, maybe 40? No. He's supposed to be playing like 40. Because yeah, I, I, after I saw the movie, I looked up the ages. Mm-hmm. It's like I, don't, I can't tell what they're supposed to be playing. At no point did I ever believe that Nero was under the age of like maybe 60. Yeah. Maybe. Tops. Mm-hmm. And then when they try to play him really young, like, it doesn't even look no. necessarily that real. No. Like War De Niro. That, uh, that's like a 20-year-old, 25-year-old De Niro yeah. is supposed to be. No. Yeah, no. I don't believe it. Nah, bro. I mean, but still. No, that war scene was weird. But then, right, but it was also very short. Yeah, okay. thank God. So, um, at what point do you think he, he sort of essentially got over the the effect? Uh, I mean, except for like a few scenes down the road yeah, where, sure. like you said, like there's these these points where it's just like, oh, that, I forgot about yes. that. Yeah, you get bumped every now and then. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Then other than that, I mean, it didn't really bother me that much. Uh, so, you told me off mic you were able to watch it one sitting. Yeah. Were you expecting to do that? Were you were you planning to sit down or were you ready to be like, if I'm... Well, like, no, I mean, I had problems. the afternoon off. I was, I was just going to put it on and I was going to see how it went. I didn't want to, like, do it, like, start at night. Sure. Because I knew I would just pass it on the couch no matter what. Sure. So I made sure I watched it during the day. Okay. And I actually, like I said, I actually sat there and like watched the whole thing. All right. So yeah. I, how do you feel about it then? Meh. <laughs> kind of a meh. No, I'm very ambivalent. It's just kind of, uh, it, it's there. I didn't, it's, personally don't think it's his best work. Okay. I don't think it's anywhere near anybody's best work mm. except for me. I mean, Joe Pesci killed it for me. Like, he was probably the best part of the whole movie. Pesci was so good. People are mm. loving his subtle performance. He, it's for sure one of his more restrained uh, things yeah. in, in, I guess, his whole career. Going back and watching old Pesci stuff. Oh, yeah, he's manic the he's whole like, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You motherfucker yeah. ace, yeah, fuck. Yeah. But in this one, he's just like, uh, tomorrow, <laughs> you, can, you can take a plane to Detroit. <laughs> You you got one of three rings. <laughs> oh, man, the rings, the ring scene, man. When he gave him that ring, I was like, "Oh, you you're getting set up, Frank." Um, I've rewatched this movie now in pieces. I haven't rewatched it in a whole, but I've rewatched this movie now twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the um, so I've so now I've seen the movie three times total. The uh, the scene at the end when they're in, in jail in prison mm-hmm. and he's all uh, like he can't he can't move his arm because he's all stroked out mm-hmm. and it's like their first time meeting where they had they had not their first time meeting but where they sat down and ate bread oh with the grape and, juice yeah and then said he sat him grape yeah, juice yeah grape juice yeah it's like eh, he's like sucking the, the juice off the bread he's like, he's like I can't chew it <laughs> yeah it's like I can't I can't chew my yeah yeah he's all fucked up um. It's like the third time watching it, I was like, man, this is like, it's almost like the movie for, at least Pesci's character for sure built up to this where he has the whole, it was him or us and I chose us. No. Fuck him. And then Frank is just saying, they're like, oh, the spot, like all these years later, like, fuck, man, he's so uh, all fucked up over it. Um, I don't know, I felt like it, 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 on a rewatch, like, it gets me good. The scenes that the first time around just seemed like whatever, obviously, you're watching it again. But three and a half hours is a lot to ask for yeah. a rewatch. Watching this movie three times, three, uh, seven, that's ten and a half hours. That's almost uh, a whole season of a TV show. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I said chose to watch uh, this movie thrice. Plenty of people out there, too, are like, eh, it's whatever. I've seen people even say straight up on, on the Facebook, because face, uh, it, it's internet, people have all opinions, they say straight up bad. Nah, I wouldn't go that far. You wouldn't go that far. No, but you're like, yeah. For you, it's just right. It's, in the very, it's very mediocre. It's um. Let me see. Let me throw some Scorsese movies at you. 
You can give me uh, better, worse, or equal. Okay, that's uh, Aviator. Aviator's better. Aviator's better. Gangs of New York. Better. Um, uh, Shutter Island. Better. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Better. Um, let's go back to the 90s. Oh, Goodfellas, you then would say oh, it's yeah, better. better. Right? Casino? Oh, way better. How about Bring It Up to Dead? Nick Cage. Oh, Nick. Oh, the crazy fucking ambulance. Ambulance driver. That movie's a lot of fun. I think, <laughs> I, I, I think it's fucking underappreciated. That movie's a lot of fun. <laughs> I, think, I think it's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, but what'd you say? Better, worse? Yeah, better. Better. God damn. So it's uh, on your lower, on your lower, mid to lower scale of Scorsese. Well, movies, here's the then. thing. It's uh, it's Martin Scorsese, so it's all already like at like this level. Right. <laughs> it, it's already. It's like a Pixar movie. Yeah. Like, exactly. Even, even the good dinosaur is better than like the best Shrek movie. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So even I mean even. As boring as it was, Silence is better than like Silence. so many fucking garbage movies that I've seen. Silence is what I forgot. <laughs> okay, so Silence Irishman, his last movie. Now, those are more like equal for me. Equal, yeah, and, and a little lower than all the other stuff. Yeah, right? Silence is another one where well, Silence the first time I watched it, I watched it too late in a the theater. I was falling asleep in the movie. It was just it was a three hour movie, and I started like eleven o'clock at night. Bad move on my part. Rewatched on Amazon, expecting to be like, I'm gonna find this uh, not boring, but it's I'm gonna f- shut this off at some point. I mean, it's still a captivating story. It sucked me in. I was like, wow, I mean, this thing it, is good. I mean, it's still a Martin Scorsese movie, so it, with great acting <laughs> and it's a fascinating story, and uh, but it's so non-commercial. Yeah, like, I mean, it's it's Spider Man and uh, Qui Gon Jinn. <laughs> Spider Man and Qui Gon. No, it's Spider Man and Kylo Ren looking for Qui Gon. Yes. And Kylo, <laughs> Kylo Ren falls off at some point. He's like, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Spider-Man's like, it's fine. Fucking dark side, bro. <laughs> dark side is strong. <laughs> strong, man, strong. Um, De Niro, what did you think? I mean, he's a guy who famously has, like, his career work-wise has tanked post-9-11. And that's actually, like, um, empirical evidence if you, I mean, if it, you can do a, I saw a pie chart, not a pie chart, a dot, <laughs> like a dot chart of um, uh, ranking all his movies on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And before 9-11, most of them were above. They were all fresh. After that, after he just made poor choices. After that, he just stopped caring. Yeah. His, his, his priorities shifted. He just became about like uh, helping downtown Manhattan and, and all that stuff. And making some money. And making some money. And then, I don't know, he just saw the writing on the wall. Yeah. Uh, so how would you feel then for it? The whole thing is centered on De Niro. Okay with it? You you were just I mean he's still just, got, just okay with him. He's still got the chops. Mm-hmm. It's just the last decade he has either he him or his publicist or his agent or whoever the fuck is making his career decisions have made very poor ones. Mm-hmm. Right. He can still act. He can still act. So him being in a Martin Scorsese movie, he he's back in a Martin Scorsese movie. He's right. just a fucking old man now. All right, how about Pacino? He's another one who has made a bunch of poor decisions in his later career. Oh, uh, I think he does. It's weird when he does his manic stuff when he's old. He played a more kind of subtle role, especially yeah. in like the second half of the movie. Yeah. And I think it worked to his benefit. Yeah, sure. He calms down in the second half. I think at that point he's playing Hoffa was like, I think, about 55, 60. 
So when you first see him in this movie, he's like 45. Huh. Again. Once again. I never believed he was under the age of 60. No. Again, because of movement. Yeah. His body. They had a person on set, apparently, uh, a body movement expert to tell them when. If they did a scene, Scorsese, this is actually a very funny uh, story. Scorsese said in his first day of working with Pacino, because this is their first time working together, he did a scene where <coughs> Pacino, he, he gave a take. And he was great, and Scorsese really liked it. He's like, this guy is is fantastic. This is why I'm working with him, right? The body language expert guy came over. I was like, It's like, listen, he needs to. He he stood up out of his chair. Um, He's playing like a 40-year-old guy. He needs to stand up like a 40-year-old guy. He stood up like a a 67-year-old guy. He needs to get him faster. Because he is. Because he is. He's an an old man. He's a 75-year-old man. He needs to stand up faster. He needs to move. And... Scorsese was like, well, this is like literally my first day at work with him. You want me to go over there and... Yo, bro, you're, you're too old. You gotta move faster. <laughs> yeah, like you want me to go correct him? Uh, this is our first time working well, together. You want me to correct him on our first shot? Well, Scorsese himself is almost in a fucking wheelchair. Now, all these guys are all old men and they're all masters and they're even like uh, 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 nervous about like correcting each other. But he says he went over and he's like, listen, that was, that was great. That was fantastic. But you need to... More like a younger guy, and but she's like, "Oh my god, oh I'm sorry, oh, oh god," and uh, but then he does it though, and he uh, they have to redo the take, and he gets up better and better. Um, but it's still even then, it's like oh, these yeah, guys, never, they're old, and never they're just old, they're old, they're just old. Kaitel didn't have to do much. Oh. Angelo, he's off to the side. Yeah, uh, who else they they bring out? What uh, was uh, the 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 butcher guy? We've seen him, and he was in Mr. Fucking Robot. Uh, 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 Bobby Cannavale, which is funny, seeing him as, uh, we, we need to age him up. Yeah. Let's give him a crazy hairline. We'll, and, yeah, we'll, we'll just take away all of his hair. Yeah. And let him sit there and eat steak with us. He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, we'll take, uh, we'll take five, uh, at least five. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. I like Bobby Cannavale. Yeah. And then he's half Cuban, half Italian. Okay. So he's worked out a nice career where he's like, hey, what do you what do you need? Which one do you want? What side which half do you want? How do you how do you want me to pronounce this word? Yeah. <laughs> I can do it. I can do either or for you guys. I got the hairline to do both. Um Yeah, man. It's interesting. It's an interesting movie. We'll Anna, see. We'll see Anna Paquin said oh, nothing. Anna Paquin. She had so little dialogue. Big controversy. But I mean in all reality, Online. it makes sense if that's really like how the character felt and was chances are she probably wouldn't say anything to her she had nothing to say to her father and it's hit from the get go it's Frank the father telling the story his voiceover mm. leads to him talking to the camera right um, that's how he perceives her relationship so yeah there wouldn't be her giving monologues nope. and doing whatever he uh, I mean man I don't know the scene where he's like uh he comes home, well, and, and there's a news reporter, Jimmy Hoffa, it, being missing. She says it all with her eyes. It's all with it's her a, eyes. It's all in the look. That's why you get an award-winning actress. She takes one look at him and just fucking gives him that look and then goes upstairs, <laughs> and it's like, oh, that... It's a withering oh. look. It's a withering look. But you feel it in the yeah, chest. That's why you get an actress like that. That's why you get Gwyneth Paltrow in an Avengers movie, because you need someone to cry on the spot. You need someone to, like, pretend this is real. Who yeah. do you get to pretend this is real? An award winner. I don't care about goop. I don't care about conscious uncoupling yeah. like i need someone that will cry on camera and make me feel like it's real when anna paquin when she's like why why haven't you called joe joe hoffa yeah and he's just like i got and you know and then she's just like staring grilling him dude and then uh and then it cuts to him as an old man being like i lost my daughter that day like she never talks to me again it's like oof 
oof, that's heavy. And then the scene. So this is a thing that, again, I noticed this on my third watch. Okay. I guess because it's such a long movie. There's yeah. so much to take in. But my third watch, there is a scene where... He, well, okay, where that's right after that, where she's like, why? The last word she speaks in the movie. She barely says anything. That's what she says in the movie. He goes upstairs. He has a, he, he finishes his drink, makes another one, goes upstairs to call Joe Hoffa because she's all freaked out that Jimmy's yeah. gone. And as the friend of the family, he's calling to, to like, uh, comfort her. And the camera is just, I never noticed the first two times, the camera is just on him, doesn't break, and it's him just trying to, to comfort her. By lying because he fucking murdered him? Because he fucking murdered her. <laughs> and then... It's a great scene, right? Because it's uh, it's just on, but it's also De Niro. It's late stage De Niro where uh, he has become a guy who has really withheld emotion in his movies. So then, when emotion does break through, it's like almost disarming. Mm-hmm. So then, at the end, and end of the movie, so then the last twenty minutes, fifteen minutes is him, old man talking to priest, reconciling with all this mm-hmm. shit, right? Um, he's talking to the priest. The priest has a prayer. And then he's like, do you have any regrets or anything? And then he goes, what kind of man makes a phone call like that? And he's like, oh, the priest's like, what are you, what are you talking like, about? Like what? What? And he's like, never mind. Never, never mind. It took me the third viewing to, to be, be like, like, oh, that's the phone call. The phone call. Uh-huh. Like, oh, shit, man. That was some heavy shit for him. And he's been holding on to that for so many decades. And then um, this really hit me more in the second viewing. The uh, When the, the FBI guys are like... Your lawyer's dead. Pro is dead. They're Everybody's all, they're dead. All dead. The only people who aren't dead are Hoffa's kids. Tell us what happened. Now, obviously, you can't tell them. Yeah. Like, I killed them. There ain't no statute of limitations yeah. on murder. Yeah. So he's like, I'd rather live out my days here than going back to prison. Um, so that I understand. But then they're like, they're all dead. And then the movie ends with him alone in the, the nursing home. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, he he's this man with all these secrets. And they don't matter anymore. No. The, the nurse doesn't even know who Jimmy Hoffa is. Nope. All those people are dead. Yes. He's alone in this world. Uh-huh. He has all these secrets, yes. and they're fucking worthless. Yes. They're worthless. And, and 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 they've been killing him for how many years? And they won't. <laughs> yeah. Until his. I, he must be dead by yeah. now. Because he, uh, the interview he did with this writer was like 2004, 2003, something like that. So it's already been over. Damn, 15 years hmm. since this book came out. I heard you paint houses. And Scorsese has been trying to make this movie like since then. I'm sure. For for, for a long time. He's been trying well, I'm, to sure he, I'm sure he read the book and was like, well, that's in my wheelhouse. He's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I know this. I know this. I know this world. Um, interesting. I'll, I'm interested in seeing. Okay, so you're ambivalent on it. That's fine, hmm. obviously. Hmm. Uh, uh, people out there just to get... Sh- when people think it's like bad, I'm like, I don't know. If you I know. disagree with that. I'm like, 100. Yeah, like, have you seen movies? <laughs> no, exactly. I I disagree with that. You have. Yeah. Not, if you think this is bad, you have not seen a bad movie. Yeah, it's like I'll show you some bad movies. Yeah, it's like, it's like okay, <laughs> so someone put a uh, who it was Nick. It was Nick from the Harder Work Show. He was like, what does this group think about Avatar? Did you see that post? Maybe. I know you're barely on yeah. the, on the interwebs. The um, in our Facebook group, Cinema Crespity. So they uh, Nick from the Harder Work Show put up a post about Avatar. What are what are your people's Thoughts about Avatar. Um, popular post, decent amount of comments. If there were ten comments, ten opinions on Avatar, eight of them were the Fern Gully slash Dance with Wolves slash. It's just derivative, so mm-hmm. I don't care about it. No. Comment, uh, and then the other two would be like, I like it slash love it. I 
started on that camp where it's like it's derivative. I feel like I've come back around to it now. <laughs> I've come back full circle. Seeing this opinion now so much makes me reflect on it more. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now it's lazy to to think that, um, oh, it's just Fern Gully or it's just this. I mean, every movie is just, no matter what the movie just is. Just this or just that. I mean, how many stories are there actually to tell? Uh, I think someone broke it down. There's like seven. There's literally seven stories, right? There's seven plots. And, like and, and then uh, the details change. I'm super pumped for the new Safety Brothers movie. Uncut Gems, because the Safety Brothers make highly original films. Huh. But if you break it down to the story points, it's the basic, most basic ass I mean, shit. Chris, I'm looking forward to Underwater. It's alien underwater. It's alien underwater. It's literally alien underwater. <laughs> literally. I mean, so, and I, yeah. And I still want to see it. I'm just like, ooh. Deriv- <laughs> der- derivative is what we have. I know, right? Derivative is what we have. So it's just what you do with it. And it's James Cameron. Um, like, the, 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 the craftsmanship put into it is, is incredible to behold. Um it's it is interesting. Those not the same cultural stain power. That's fine, but uh, the see people in the in the group be like, "Oh, Avatar, it's bad." I'm like, "Have you seen? Have you seen Bad Taste?" Like, thank you. Because <laughs> um, even the movie called Bad Taste is still it's still bad. It's still a level of like, holy <laughs> shit. Have you seen The Room? Do you know who Tommy Wiseau is? <laughs> because if not, you should watch that, and then you tell me that fucking Avatar's so awful. I mean, come on. It's like, guys, it, that's that's for sure like the most privileged shit in that. We have uh, so much good stuff that you can then see something that is objectively good. Like, oh, it's bad. Why? Oh, because I've seen it before. Well, God. <laughs> Good for you, buddy. Good for you. You've seen it before. We've all seen it before. This is I. I have not seen no Navi before. Also, n- now it's like so. If someone's gonna be and and then I just got tired of doing. Also, here's so many, well, so, so many also. So, I got like three so also. Speak, speaking of Avatar, yeah, four also. One thing upon further reflection that freaks me out <sighs> yeah. is that so. The, the same tentacle that they use to connect with their monsters is the same tentacle that they have sex with with each other. So technically they're having sex with their monsters. Ain't that weird? Isn't that weird? <laughs> that bugs me now. And then it bugs you. It should bug you. <laughs> and, on t- and then that leads me into my point. Isn't that crazy where in Dances with Wolves, Kevin Costner attaches tentacle to the buffalo and they had sex? I <laughs> know, right? Right? And that's how he rides the buffalo. That's how he rides the buffalo. By fucking it. Isn't it crazy how in Fern Gully, uh, uh, they, they flew those dragons and they tamed <laughs> dragons that flew them in Fern Gully. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Uh-huh. Remember that part? It's like they they want to talk about people are like, oh, it's so derivative of this. I don't remember. I don't remember mech suits in Fern Gully. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. No. There was a Space Marine and Dance of Wolves. I don't yeah, remember dude. a Space Marine and Dance of Wolves. Yeah. See, that I do remember. That, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Space Marine showed up. <laughs> like, we have an Avatar program. <laughs> Kevin Costner's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm hanging out with the Indians. It's like, people need to relax, I think, in terms of that kind of stuff. It's just become so fashionable to hate on it. Uh, and then you know me. I'm an old counterculture kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I'm an old anti-trendsetter type of dude. If you, if the trend is, and it's different from being a contrarian. I, I'm not just a contrarian, but if the trend is to hate on something, I'm like, well, that's actually it's re-examined. <laughs> Maybe it's not so bad. It's actually, guys, it's actually James Cameron. Well, I mean, here's the thing, Chris. 
the, the more people that think a certain way makes me think that maybe that's not really that's the what, way I'm it is. what I'm saying. Because people are kind of dumb. More, <laughs> more people buy Big Macs than they do like prime steaks. That, that uh, also I, may I, be I, kind I of an big, economic I issue, but still. Big Macs are delicious. I, I mean, a dollar cheeseburger mm-hmm. was so satisfying. All four bites of it, mm-hmm. so, so satisfying. Uh, I feel like people should just like relax. Avatar's good stuff. Um, Avatar 2, I'll be there opening day. And yeah. Because it's James Cameron. James Cameron's name as a producer on a movie means shit. Correct. All right. It means absolute shit. And we're from. You ever see that one? What was that one? Um, about people that were spelunking. No, they were underwater diving. Ah, I forgot the name of it. It's a terrible movie. No, okay. You're making a face like, no, you haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, no. Um, movies that he produces are not good. But ones that he directs. Oh, it's James Cameron. It's James Cameron. It's goddamn James Cameron. Uh, same thing with Martin Scorsese. It's like, I don't know. Has he actually made a bad movie? Mm, I mean, I'm sure it's debatable. It is debatable. Some people don't like Shutter Island. Like I said, they don't like Irishman. Some people don't like... I'm uh, sure some people don't like Silence. Street. Some people don't like Silence. Well, that's because you know, people are um, shallow and have no spiritual lives whatsoever. The... Um, I don't know where I'm going with that. What else are you watching? Yeah. That was it? That's it? No. Okay. I mean, that and all the prestige TV that we've been talking about. All so. the prestige, obviously, that right? Takes, I mean, his deck materials, Mandalorian, right, fucking right, that right, bot. Right, Goddamn Watchmen. So his dark materials is what, episode four so far? Four or five, four or I think. Okay, I gotta start watching that shit. Yeah. There's finally polar bears. That's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for the bears, man. Yeah, we, finally, we finally got the bears. And apparently... We That's got, part of that movie was when the bears fought. So we got one bear on our side and okay. apparently an entire kingdom of bears on the other. Oh. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. <laughs> so there, there could be some epic bear shit, dude. I'm, I'm here for epic bear shit, 100%. I mean, I just want to see if the bears get lasers. Laser bears? I want laser bears. You want laser bears? I want laser bears. That's what I want. Okay. Give me one second. I got criminals. nose. You hear that on that side? Do that cocaine. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. It's cocaine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got that Rick Slayer drip? Hi, I'm Jeff Goldblum. Hey, yeah, like that. My job is to be devoted to love and to devotion itself. No, of course I don't die. I prevail, and the, and the, the, the great animals are let out in San Diego. Uh, all right, let's do a quick round of Jeff, Six Degrees of Jeff Goldblum with, uh, I don't know, we talk an Irishman, let's do it with Robert De Niro. So, Drew Zagagra and Robert De Niro, I give it to you. Name a Robert De Niro movie. Uh, let's try to get this. Uh, oh, uh, what's the... Meet the Fockers. Meet the Fockers. Well, oh. Perfect. I'm just trying to get you to comedy. No, that's perfect. <laughs> that, that's perfect. You did it. Thank you, Juicy Cogburn, because Meet the Fockers has Ben Stiller, who was in. <laughs> it's un- I mean, it's on you now. he was in a bunch of movies. But he's in with. <laughs> with Jeff Goldblum, yeah, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> you got it. What is a Ben Stiller movie? I'm not sure if I've seen the Ben Stiller movie with Jeff. Have I seen the Ben Stiller movie with Chuck Goldblum? I have. Man, why can't I think of it? <laughs> is he in that movie? Wait a minute. Is he in that? Maybe he's not in that movie. Fair enough. Okay, so Ben Stiller to me? 
Yeah. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> yeah, Ben Stiller to you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just name Ben Stiller movie. Um, ah, ooh, getting closer. So Ben Stiller, uh, Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. That's correct. Uh, you know who else was in Tropic Thunder? Who? Um, if you want to get the joke <laughs> specifically, you want to say. I mean, there are a couple ways probably you can get there. There, there are. There are a couple different actors, I'm sure. For example. There is the actor known as. <laughs> what was Robert De Niro? Robert, no, Robert yeah. Downey Jr. All right. It's out there. All right, Robert Downey Jr. Was in. Was in. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the Avengers, Chris. <clears throat> He was in Avengers with, and then, then at this point, it's always easy. <laughs> yeah. Because you can just say. Chris he, Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok with. Jeff Goldblum. With Jeff Goldblum. That's correct. It's my it's my favorite way to get to Jeff Goldblum. It's um, through Thor Ragnarok somehow. Ben Stiller is in uh, Royal Tenenbaums. Uh, oh. Which will get you at least into the Wes Anderson, Anderson wheelhouse. Yeah. yeah, then he's in a lot of the Wes Anderson. I forgot you're right. Jeff Goldblum is, is, is in the Wes Anderson wheelhouse. He's, because then he can get to um, Life Aquatic at the very least. No. He's probably done some other stuff as well. Uh, so here we go. That's that. Hi, I'm Jeff Goldblum. Um, let's get some email. Cinema Crespediso at gmail.com. Emails so we'll read it on the show. Just like this. We got an email from Gabe. What's up, Gabe? What up, show? What up? He's got a review of meeting Gorbachev. All right, let's hear it. Oh, you talked about this one before. Yeah. yeah. Review Warner Herzog has an affinity to Gorbachev's. To Gorbachev. This documentary is made over three or four interviews. Being born in 87, I had no idea about this man other than Reagan pleaded for him to tear down the wall and he had a weird birthmark on his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Contemporar- contemporarily. Re- Contemporarily. Contemporarily. No, yeah, I I'm reading. I, I'm, oh, you're reading the email. I'm reading the email. Fair. My bad. Contemporarily. My bad. Read reports about him saying how we were in a second Cold War a few years ago and how we need to immediately disarm our nuclear weapons. I know nothing of him. It covers his life, history and politics, and him currently. Mm. Aside from Warner's fondness, this was a very informative as I was four during the fall of the USSR. Mm. Not the best Herzog film, but Herzog, Herzogs, if you're into it. Herzog, he Herzogs it up. Herzog, Herzogs. Herzog, Herzogs. Tell me, what do you think about Bricks? How they make the world a better place from nature. Okay, Meet Gorbachev. I just that's on. It's um, good. I think it's on the in-demand. It's on Hulu now. Yeah, it's on Hulu for sure. I for mean, sure, it's on Hulu. I mean, it's Warner Herzog doing his thing. I mean, he's fantastic. We uh, just, uh, the, we uh, Cave of Forgotten Dreams is his caveman documentary. Oh, it's so good. Uh, Into the Abyss is his death row documentary. Yeah, but Cave of Forgotten Dreams ends with albino alligators. Albino alligators and a nuclear plant. That's right. Because that makes. No sense. <laughs> Which brings us to the end of the episode. What did the we volcano. learn? What, what, what's this volcano documentary? Into the Inferno? Into the Inferno. What did we learn today? Into the Inferno. Be aware of the fire of nature. It will consume you 
and your loved ones, Drusa Cogburn. And also beware the Mandalorian. And also beware the Mandalorian. <laughs> I believe it is of your people's nature <laughs> to not take off your masks and to not ask questions. So tell me, Mando, why do you betray us and the code? Your, your work at Herzog impression is getting better. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Gave it a little bit of Jurassic Park here. <laughs> in honor of Jake Wobble. Um, Okay, that's it. We're out of time with this week. Drew Sakai, thank you. You're welcome. And thank you uh, to me for giving you listeners an hour and a half of amazing content this week. We'll be back next week with 90 minutes of more free content for you. And uh, sign up for Patreon if you want. Thanks. Because that's where you get them. Um, okay. We out ya. Peace out, Drew. Thank you. I said that already. Thank me. You said Wait, that I'm, already. I'm not doing this again. No. no. <laughs> you would have. No, we're out of here. We're <laughs> this is it. A PFT Media Production.